but appreciate all that Brother Diaz does here in our church and in our state. Amen. I want to speak to us for a few moments, and if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Again, today we honor all of our heroes, and 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse number 23, and as he talked with them, Behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the words. And David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, and were sore afraid. Skipping down a couple verses to verse 28. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why comest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? Again, skipping down to verse 32. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail, fail because of him. Thy servant will go down and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear, and took a, lion, a lamb out of, out of the flock, and I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing as he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Go, and the Lord be with thee. I want to talk about the spirit of a hero. The spirit of a hero. Would you set your Bibles down, lift up your hands one more time, and let's pray. Come on, let's pray all across the building. God, we love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Pray, God, that you would speak to somebody here today. Lord, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise, Jesus. We worship you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands on the Lord, and you may be seated in the house of God. Hallelujah. The spirit of a hero. David is most likely the most taught story in the Bible. If you ask somebody to tell a story from the Bible, some would be reminiscent of their Sunday school days back when they were a child. And they would begin to say, 
there was a, a young boy by the name of David. And immediately their mind would go to David and Goliath. And they would talk about this young boy that slew a giant. But there's a whole lot more to David than just his ability to go out and do great things and to do greatness. Most of us will be remembered, if we are remembered at all, for the great things we've done. But the truth of the story is, it's not always the great things that have been done that should be remembered. It's often the things that nobody saw in the darkness of night and the aloneness that makes somebody a hero. It was there on the backside of a mountain all by himself. David was alone. And David began to write love songs and poetry unto his God. It was there in the darkness of night, in the coldness, that David began to develop a relationship with God. And can I just say here today that there is nothing that is more important than having a relationship with God. Let me say that again. There is nothing more important in this life than having a relationship with God. David is there, and he begins to write just poetry. And we read one here today, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But it was there on the backside of the mountain, in the middle of nowhere, that David was taking care of his father's sheep. They weren't even his sheep. They were his father's. There was no benefit. There was nothing in it for David, just the fact that he was doing what his father told him to do. And David began to do do exactly what he was told to do and it was there while he sat and began to work with these sheep that he wrote the Lord is my shepherd he looked at these little lambs that were defenseless helpless hopeless and he thought to himself that's exactly how humans are can I preach about the human condition for a moment that we might think that we are strong but in the true reality of life we are weak we don't have the strength that we think we have because we are not we are not immortal people we are not invincible people we are affected and we are hurt and there are things that happen in life that we cannot take back and there's things that happen in life that we cannot always get past and we need a shepherd and david realized these sheep would die if it was not for a shepherd and can i tell somebody that you need to have god in your life you got to have god in your life David started to learn what it was to be a shepherd. Shepherd was someone that, 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 that led the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? Because he leads me. And God was there leading David, and David realized as he was working with these helpless creatures that that's the same way that we are. And David worked with them and, 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 and saw that he led them by the still waters, and he led them by green pastures, and, and he fed them, and he helped them, and he, he came by, and, and when they got hurt, he was the one to stitch them up. When they fell down, he was the one to pick them up. And, and he was the one that made sure they had enough to eat and enough to drink because he was their shepherd. And he started to think to himself, that's just how God is. That when I'm hurting, he's there to pick me up. When I'm falling, he's there to help me. When I am in a position of brokenness, God is the one that comes by. When I'm hungry, he's the one that feeds me. When I'm thirsty, he's the one that gives me water. I've come to tell you about that God here today. 
Amen. That God loves every individual in this building. That God is concerned with every individual in this building. He has not lost one individual. Amen. He has not stopped looking for one individual. He is, Jesus said of himself, the good shepherd. And the good shepherd giveth his life for a sheep. But it was there in the aloneness that David began to get a track record of victory. David came upon a day where he is just watching his sheep, just doing what he was told to do. He's out there just taking his sling and stone, practicing. He doesn't know what he's practicing for. He's just out there enjoying his day. And there comes a lion out of the middle of nowhere and takes one of these sheep and begins to devour it for his lunch. And this little boy, David, I don't know if he thought a whole lot because most of us probably would have thought and realized that we probably should just leave that lion alone. But David had something different in his spirit. He realized that if I give up one lamb today, he will be back for another one and another one and another one. And can I tell somebody that's just how the devil works. The devil will come by into your life, and if he can get an inch, he will take a mile and there's got to be something that rises up in an individual's life that says, I will not stand, no, not one more day in this kind of position. I will not let the devil win. I will not let the enemy have victory. I will fight even if I have to die trying. I will fight until there is victory. I will fight until there is life. And David grabbed that lion grabbed him by the beard, the Bible says, and he smote the lion. And he took that lamb out of the mouth of the lion. And then another day comes by. Maybe it was the same day. We don't know. Sometimes there's just bad days. Amen. Anybody know that in the real world there's bad days? Sometimes it's just all at once and it hits. But I assume it was probably another day because I don't think David was that cool. But David has a bear come out of nowhere. And he begins to devour a lamb. Who knows? It might have been the same lamb. The devil likes to pray on the weak, and sometimes the weak get weaker, and, and that's the one that the shepherd watches the most. Let me tell somebody that when you are your weakest, God is watching you the most. When you are your most hurt, God's got his eye on you. When you are your most broken, God is watching you because he knows the devil's got a tactic to always go after the weak and to always go after the feeble. And God says, no, not on my watch because he's a good shepherd. David runs out and he smites that bear as well. David is pretty cool for a 15-year-old boy. I wouldn't have done that with one of these bullets. But yet, David was not fighting a lion and a bear. David was not interested in trying to give himself accolades and to get himself awards and to get himself recognition. David looked out and he saw that there was one of the lambs that was hurting. And David was not fighting a lion and a bear, but David was fighting for the lamb. Can I tell somebody here today that, that the spirit of a hero is that of which that always cares for the helpless and always cares for the defenseless. It always comes to the rescue of the hopeless and the broken. It's not interested in getting accolades and awards. It doesn't care if there's fanfare or anybody applauding or patting them on the back. But there is a spirit of a hero that rises up that says, I will fight for those that cannot fight. 
fight for themselves. I will defend those that cannot defend themselves. Oh, lift up your hands and worship the Lord here today. I've come to help somebody that there is a hero that is living on the inside of every individual through the power of the Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and worship him. And David is now on another task sent by his father. You'll find a theme through this. David is just doing what he's told because that's what a hero does. They're not thinking about themselves. In fact, they're thinking about everybody but themselves. And they will go in. And his father says, go take some cheese and bread and some wine to your brothers who are at the battle. And he shows up to the battle in our text. And he begins to see all of these men that are armed. They've got shields and they've got all these weapons and they've got armor. And they look like soldiers. They look like heroes. And yet there comes a man by the name of Goliath out down into the valley. And he begins to cry out. And it was that crying out that he began to say that, that, that I want a challenger. I want someone to fight me. And the minute that he began to speak, the Bible says all those men that David showed up and saw at the battle, they begin to run and to hide at the voice of Goliath. Not every, They might look like a hero, but not everybody has the spirit of a hero. They might look like something, but they might not actually be something, and you can't let people fool you. And so he shows and he sees what's going on, and he thinks to himself, what is this, what is this individual, this uncircumcised? Philistine what is this individual that's come not not about to, to hurt me or to offend me but no he says who is this that's come to defy the armies of the living God who is this that has come out as an affront to the Lamb of God who is this that has come out to attack the people of God and his brother hears it you got to be careful who hears what you say his brother hears it and he comes by and he says I know you're prideful and I know that you've got all these visions of grandeur. And I don't know why his brother said all these negative things to him. But his, his brother was the one that was at the battle. And he said, David, I know why you're here. You've not come down here for any other reason than the fact that you want to see the battle. And David looks right at his brother. And he says, if you think that's why I came down, you've got the wrong idea. I didn't come down to see the battle. I came down to be the battle. I didn't come down here to watch everybody else spectate, but I came not to be a spectator. I came to be a gladiator. I didn't. I didn't show up here just to watch and to observe people being hurt and people being broken. But I showed up here to come and not just watch a battle, watch a fight, but I came to be the battle. I came to be a fight. Oh, somebody praise God. Hallelujah. David looked at his brother and said, what battle? No one here is fighting. Everyone here is watching. Can I tell you, we are living in a world that is messed up. We are living in a world that has lost its marbles. They, and, and, and they don't even know what gender they are anymore. They don't know. They don't have the slightest clue or idea of the most basic of truths. And there is an enemy called the devil that is coming into every home, that is coming into every family, that is coming to every city. 
and he's roaring against the people and people immediately are cowering in fear and seeing that this is too big for us to fight and we don't know how to overcome this and we can't oh we can't come and, and we can't do battle with this and so instead of facing the battle they hide from the battle there's some people that they look at their life and they look at their past and say it's too big it's too grand. It's too great. I can't face it. I can't fight it. And so instead, they live their whole lives as nothing but spectators of life. And they let life happen to them. And they let things just keep going over on them. But God is not interested. God is looking for people that are not just wanting to spectate in life. But God is wanting people that are going to interact with life. I'm not going to let the world just get worse and worse and worse and watch it go all the way down. But God's looking for a hero to rise up in this hour and in this generation to say we will not watch as our nation goes down. We will not watch. We will not watch as families go down, as morals go down. We will not stand by and be silent. Lift up your hands and let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's worship him all across the building. Come on, we can be the battle. We can be the hero that this world needs. God is looking for people. They've already got it put inside of them. It's already there. They just need to draw it out. A hero is someone that runs into crisis when everybody else is running out. A firefighter runs into the fire. A soldier runs into oncoming bullets. A police officer runs into trouble. A doctor runs into trauma. And can I tell you here today that Christians run straight into the gates of hell, not so we can go there, but so we can pull everybody out. Can I tell you here today that we are the church of the living God and we have not come to observe. We have not come to watch, but we have come to pull people out of the fire. Oh, somebody worship the Lord. Oh, come on, let's lift up our hands and let's praise him. We didn't come to observe. We didn't come to spectate. We've come to hit our knees in prayer. We've come to hit our, hit our knees in worship. We've come to clap our hands. We've come to shout. We've come to get a hold of God. We've come to reach our city. We were not created to be observers we were not created to be spectators in life we were created to be gladiators of life we were created and God put it in every individual there's something known as courage and though many many people allow courage to, to, to stop growing in their life and, and their hearts fail them for fear the Bible would say there are others that have a recognition that we were made for spiritual warfare well, I, I, I've never been a soldier. Let me help somebody here today. The Bible says that we are soldiers of God. And if we're going to be soldiers of God, the Bible says we can't get entangled with this world. But we have got to please him that has called us to be a soldier. In other words, we can't get wrapped up in all this world. We've got to be in the fight. We've got to confront. We've got to confront struggles. We've got to be people that are looking to do battle in the Spirit. Lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm almost done preaching. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Oh, let's pray. God is looking for heroes in this hour to pray for their nation. God is looking for heroes in this hour to pray for their brothers and pray for their sisters and pray for their city. God is looking for people to pray for their families. God is looking for people to say, you know what? We will not accept this as status quo, but we will fight. We will war in the spirit. David said, I didn't come to watch anything. And the rest of the story is history. A little boy runs down the valley. Notice the courage. He had enough, enough people telling him he couldn't. And enough people telling him he shouldn't. And enough people saying, you're too young, you're too small, you're too this, you're too that. Don't listen to those kind of people. God's wanting to raise up heroes in this generation. We are thanking God for our heroes of previous generations. But can I preach to this generation for a moment? God is wanting this generation to get a backbone and to say, I will not capitulate to everything that this world has to offer. We will do battle in our generation. We will be prayer warriors in our generation. We will worship God in our generation. And we will see revival in our generation. David runs down and he says you came at me with sticks and stones he said you got it all wrong buddy I didn't come I didn't come out here with sticks and stones I came to you in the name of the Lord and let me tell you, God's raising up a generation of heroes. Amen. Thanks to the sacrifice of our heroes. And God has allowed us freedoms in this nation and freedoms in this generation that we would not have been allotted previously. But God has not done it for no reason. God has done it because he wants a revival of lost souls. God wants a revival in this city and in this generation and in this nation. Would you lift up your hands? Let's stand all across the building lift up our hands. Hallelujah, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Oh, let's pray, church. We thank God for every individual that jumped into the battle that you didn't have to. Amen. They got in the fight so you didn't have to. But now God is saying, can there be a generation that rises up, that jumps into the fight, that jumps into the battle, that wins this nation, that wins this city, that hits their knees in prayer? Oh, let's pray. Let's pray all across the building. Oh, let's lift up our voice and let's talk to Jesus for just a moment. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. God is empowering people with courage right now. Courage to be Christians. Courage to do what God is calling them to do. Courage to, to accept the call of God. Amen. To, to let God be your shepherd. To let God be your leader. To let God direct you and let God guide you. God is saying, I'll give you the courage, but you got to follow me. I'll give you the power, but you got to follow me. God is raising up heroes in this hour. I want to open up this altar if you feel comfortable. We'd like to have you come down here. We'd like to pray with you. It comes to the Spirit of God. It was a young boy who just wanted to do what was right. It was just an individual that just wanted to do what his father had told him. 
just do what his king had told him, just do what his nation told him. But it was because of a young man like that that his generation was saved. And now we are in a position where we are blessed beyond measure. But God is saying, I need spiritual heroes to rise up in this hour. I need spiritual warfare to happen. I need prayer warriors to rise up. I need worshipers of praise. I need worshipers that will sacrifice and, and give themselves to the call of God. Would you help us pray? If you're comfortable with it, lay hands on the person next to you and pray with them. If some of our heroes, we could pray for them and some of you young people go pray with them. We need that kind of courage in our generation. We need that kind of, in, we need that kind of courage and, 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 and aptitude in our generation. Oh, Jesus. It says above all, I'll answer the call. The Lord is my shepherd. Somebody pray. He goes before me. He goes before me. Defender behind me. Defender behind me.